0: Oh, yeah, hello. (laughs) Um, Line. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Hello, and welcome to Four Color Nerds Comics Podcast. I am Carissa. I am back. Hello. And I am joined by our other nerds, Ryan. Hello. Matt. Howdy. And Christina. Hi. Together, we take on the week's comics. Each week, we read a variety of comics and gather here to discuss them. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, take a break now, go read your week's books, and then come on back. Each week, one of us picks our favorite book of the week, and that's our pick of the week. This week, I am that nerd, and this week, the pick of the week goes to Rat Queens, number 14. All right, Rat Queens, uh, Image Comics, written by Curtis J. Mm, Thanks. Art by Tess Fowler, whoo! And Tamara bull Villain. That's a great last name, Bond Villain. <laughs> so,
2: Bond Villain, Bond Villain, Bond Villain. I, <laughs> I love it. That was <laughs> love that. Bond Villain,
3: like seems
4: like. It's probably Bond Villain. No, I think like, Bond like good, no, I, but like... I want to keep it at Bond Villain. I
1: keep it at Bond Villain. I'm having fun. <laughs> Don't judge. Okay, anyways. So, <sighs> it picks up where it last left off, where we covered it. Um, which was so, also our pick of the week. Uh, when it came yes, with, yes. um... Stop. <sighs> stop! I can't.
4: Oh, beyond <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it a Bond hey. villain name, too.
1: Yeah. Um, <sighs> dragons! Ice Dragon, in a cave, Violet. Um... I'm sorry, so this this issue was a lot of uh, finding out what's going on, lots of, oh, oops, we're into that, there's lots of reveals, I guess is the best way to put it, um, at least in my opinion, but I, I can't get over it, I love the scene with the dragon. <laughs> um,
3: that was my favorite part as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, the dragon that, was awesome. That's just trash, I want candy! <laughs> it's like, oh my god, really? This whole time it's been dragons about candy? I'm like Can I, I have this? This, I accept, and this?
3: Yeah, sure, whatever. So, yeah, that magic sword. Go
4: ahead and take yeah, it. Sure, whatever. <laughs> man, man, whatever. It's trash.
1: Yeah, that's, what, that's my big t- question. I was gonna ask. What happened with that? Is that like it had that flash? And do are we supposed to know that? Did I miss something or forget something from another issue? It's Like, what's going on with that sword and those black tendrils? What's happened to Violet? <laughs>
0: I think
3: she's possessed.
0: Yeah, yeah. she acts weird. Yeah. I'm guessing the sword is what killed maybe some sort of demon thing, and it's now in the sword because, in that se- in that picture, you see that the guy, whoever ha- or woman or whoever has that shield of, is defending. Yeah, which actually is Violet's armor if you look at it. So I'm guessing that either that's oh, foreshadowing, oh, it's yeah, either it's foreshadowing or remembering or something. Some something's up with that.
1: Yeah, but I was like, oh, that's not good.
0: <laughs> I was
4: thinking it was a joke to Stormbringer.
0: Well, it also could, it also, that could be um, one of the other characters, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm, I saw that too.
0: Yeah. I
1: was like, huh. Well, because, yeah, it totally had this kind of vibe that that hinted at the end, like, things are going down and pe- they aren't happy with each other right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, division mm-hmm. forth in this one.
1: And if you saw the cover at the end of the book that showed next week's, or next issue's, not the week, next yes. issue's cover. Where it's done, I wish. It's done, I know, I know. But it's done with the crack in the shield,
4: Yeah, you know. It seems like they take five frickin' weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it but is it's, wor- it's worth
4: the wait, though. It it no. It's sooner.
3: Matt, you didn't have to suffer through the very long it's worse hiatus for me. where oh, we didn't know if Rat Queen was going to be canceled or not canceled. Yes. That was Um, the worst. That was was the worst. That was the worst. There was Um, so if I have to wait five
1: times, then I'm cool with that. Yeah. And then, like, I also I like the take on how why they have to do their magic to drain the god to keep him like subdued, and how like you know what made her believe the conversation between her and her brother. Right, it's your brother, right? Oh, yeah. yeah,
4: that is. Your yeah, that's brother. her brother. Yeah, I like I'm trying the... to figure out what the problem is here. With what? Cthulhu rising what? up and consuming the world. No, souls okay, so she basically, the whole thing is that as long as they keep using the magic from Cthulhu, they'll keep draining Cthulhu, mm-hmm. and they stop Cthulhu from coming and taking over and destroying the world. Right. So what's the problem? with her culture continuing to do what they've done forever to stop Cthulhu. It's like... She's like, oh, well, that's bad. I'm like, wait, no. This allows your people to continue being the way they are and save the world.
3: Well, their magic is always going to be... It's not going to be beneficial. It's like drinking a little bit of poison to build up your immunity, you know? It's not the best thing in the world, of it and they're (laughs) (laughs) never bet against you a podcaster maybe they're getting
1: like slowly corrupted or more like by being that conduit kind of thing maybe
3: right because if you think that they're they're a religion right they're not Uh like the mages they're not just like academically deciding to siphon off this magic they believe in the thing you know like it's it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome thing from what I got that this thing used to be like hunting them and killing them, and mm-hmm. then they were able to capture it, but now they, you know, they worship it still. Yeah. I liked the like back and forth between her and her brother. I thought those were, I mean, it didn't necessarily move the plot along all that much, um, but I think it built character really well.
0: It, it's a good yeah, backstory. A good character build. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it builds the backstory. That's what a lot of it
1: was. A lot of it was like I said. A lot of it, information and backstory was given in this issue, except for the you know the dragon scene, which was just awesome.
3: And how adorable is the little the little child in the? I just I think that the drawings of her are really cute, where she's like really tiny but really angry still.
1: Mm. Oh, you really like tiny hey. Hannah?
0: Yes. I love oh the, yes! I love the picture where she's holding the little rat. Oh, oh that's I saw that, that little rat
1: doll. Yeah,
0: so cute. And you can see her horns.
1: Mm-hmm. Poke it out from her rolls. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: was
3: it was good. Um, I think the thing with the dragon was by far the best part of the the issue. But overall, it was good. I felt like it was building. You know, like setting up all the 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 pins that they're going to knock down for the you know, conclusion of this arc
1: yeah uh, I, th- I got that same feeling too and yeah that, and the reason why it was my Pickup of the Week was the dragon thing it just was so like not what you were expecting and it was funny and it just fit really well into that their kind of whole universe and like you know the whole candies thing I, I, I don't know I just loved it it, was, it tickled me I thought it was cute
3: I liked it I gave it like a like three and a half out of five
0: stars for me Anybody else? Give it a four. I ditto on the four, maybe four and an eight.
1: I'll take them. I'll yeah. take the four. All
0: right.
4: It's not a perfect
0: book, but it had
4: a lot of really good points. Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta be really kind of mediocre for me to give you a three.
0: Um, I like. I really like the back and forth between Hannah and her friend, where they like, cunt dick sniff, like that. Yeah. That that, that yeah. <laughs> That's like what you do with your friend.
1: It's I so weird, but that, I'm, I'm like, Christina's going to like this part.
0: Yeah. Well, yep. That it <laughs> out. I was like, oh, Dick Sniff. I haven't used well, that before. Yeah. And it is your spirit animal. You're like, oh, I need she to write is. that one
4: down. She is. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Matt, you had a, a book as well from.
4: Yes, yeah, so I had Squadron Supreme number no. 2 uh, by Marvel Comics, written by James Robinson, art by Leonard Kirk and Paul Neary. I just have to state, I think Leonard Kirk is an assumed name. I
3: think that is the coolest nerd name I've heard in a long time. Seriously. <laughs>
4: um, so the Squadron Supreme, as we all know, is Marvel's well, one of Marvel's versions of the Justice League. Uh, this is a weird kind of uh, multiversal Squadron Supreme. It's yeah, people all like... who make up. Go ahead. So it's people who make up the. Basic characters of the Squadron Supreme, or I guess, basic characters of the Justice League. Um, you've got Hyperion, he's the Superman. You've got Power Princess, uh, and also um, Thundra. She's kind of like a side character, but like in the original kind of advertising stuff for it, it seemed like she was going to be the the Wonder Woman type character. Um, but they've got Power Princess in there, though. Hopefully she. Has something horrible happened to her because she's scary. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> um, she's not a good guy.
3: Well, she, she's, are any of them good guys? I mean, that's kind of the whole point they, well, of the Well, they're book, supposed
4: right? to be. See, well, that's the thing about Marvel. They're like, here, here's DC. They're evil. It's more really, honestly, if I have to really think about it, this is more Marvel's version of the authority than Marvel's version of the Justice League. Or yeah, perhaps that's their the, commentary.
3: The traces of the authority in here.
4: Yeah. Because they're like, hey, I see problems. You guys aren't doing anything about it, so we're just going to go get it done.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess they're kind of like going after like the root causes, which was like the whole thing with the authority, right? Just they just had the power to do it.
4: Um, yeah. And
3: they weren't just going to fix like symptoms, you know? Yep. But... I'm not. I'm not on board with them killing Namor. I, I really. Am I'm not.
4: not on board with that either. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't happy with it. Uh, I w- I couldn't see the Justice League going into killing Aquaman.
3: Right, because like, but, okay, so the whole setup for this book is they're gonna, you know, stop threats to like the multiverse uh, or not the multiverse, but like this universe ending, right? right? Well, I hate to break it to you, we but We still don't know if there's a multiverse. Yeah, but I mean, if Namor launches an invasion and takes over, like, part of the Earth, the Earth is still around. The Earth hasn't ended. I don't think he's, like, the level of threat that, re- you know, requires their their actions. Like, if it was, you know, Galactus coming in, although that's more in the... That's not
4: going to happen the, anymore. ...the
3: ultimates, yeah. But, I mean, that's the kind of level <laughs> where you're saving the world at all costs. This is... I don't know. I didn't feel like Namor was that kind of a no, threat. they're not.
4: Squadron, he's not. But he they long, saw him killing worlds.
3: Punching Nazis in the face, you know? like he He's morally well, yes. great, but yeah.
4: He's and they not, point that out in the book, that he and, and Human Torch and Cap used to punch Nazis in the face. Yeah. Or in turkey necks. <laughs> um, but so this is the second issue. Uh, so it kind of continues on. The first one was just kind of like the establishing shot. Of, hey, we're going to literally rip Namor's head off. Or cut it off with Lazy Reams. Um, and now it's kind of like, okay, well, what's actually going on with the story? So it's got Hyperion in disguise at a truck stop. I liked that part. It's, yeah, it's got the... Uh, I really liked that... Um, oh, what's his name? The guy that's basically Batman...
3: Nighthawk?
4: I love that the Well Nighthawk, yeah. Um I love that he changed he picked an assumed name that, that the last name rhymed with rhymed rhymed with Wayne.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Was, I'm like, oh I see what you're doing there.
3: Right, because he's like their Batman parallel, yeah.
4: Yep. Uh and then they've got their Flash Parallel from the New Universe, they've got uh their uh Green Lantern parallel from some universe that they made up for the new Avengers um, but she's a another version of a squadron supreme character uh, but they're they're kind of making them more be out to be the squadron sinister more than they are the squadron supreme and, and I'm a little irritated by that because I like the squadron supreme I really liked Hyperion right before the secret crap and right. we don't know what ha- ended up happening to him and I'm like Hey, Hyperion, you came back. Where the fuck's Thor? Uh, like, seriously, where did he go?
3: Are you talking if about... If Hyperion's alive, Thor. why is
4: Thor or... not? Thor Thor. Thor.
3: So, are you not Thor of the mm, Okay.
4: Is the last time I saw those two? They were together. And Nightmask and, uh, what's-his-face? Starbrand. They were there, getting their asses handed to them by the, the Beyonders. Right? Right. Everybody except Thor came back. Even though they all seem to be killed by the the Beyonders or Betweeners or whatever they are.
3: Well, Thor, if you're in the actual Thor comic book, that's who they have the manhunts going for. That's who Odin I'm has to feel like, you are or not. I am not. Well, okay. So in the Thor in the Thor book, you've got uh, you know, spoiler: uh, Jane Foster is like the new Thor, um, and when <gasps> she goes, I know, shocking, right? So when she goes to um, what do you call it? Uh, Olymp- not Olympus. Um, Asgard. Not Valhalla. Yes, Asgard. When she goes there, they have all these wanted posters um, where they're. They're like looking. Like maybe they're looking for her now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they mention him in there. I mean, he's not, as far as I know, he's not missing in that book. I could be wrong. But uh, and mm-hmm. by the way, Thor is awesome. You should definitely read it. You will really like it.
4: Only so much time, right?
0: You I understand You just spoiled the first, the first run, though. But, so. Yeah,
3: but that was a run ago, and if yeah. you haven't read it, you're not you, and you're gonna pick yeah. up four again. And you're gonna it's gonna be spoiled for you instantly. Yep. You know. But for Squadron Supreme, uh, I like I like the art in this. You know, is is very good. Um, I don't.
4: Okay, the art's very good. I don't know kind of where the story's going. I don't really see that this book has a future.
0: I- it's very
3: like a, a mini-series to me,
4: you know? It does seem like a mini-series.
0: I can tell you I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> I, like, I like the unicorn guy that I think they killed. I don't know if that was, that was a bad guy. I think I have no Isn't idea what's going the, on. They're
4: like
3: aliens that made Power Pack.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. I, I could have told the you what he was. For me.
0: Yeah, that was the best but part. But I can't
4: remember off the top of my head.
0: That was the best part.
3: I, I think they are. <laughs> They no, remind me of
4: the horse guy from. No, I can absolutely tell you that's one of the aliens that made the power pack.
0: I, I liked it. But I can't
4: remember what the hell they are—chameleons or cra...
0: I think they yeah, said it, I said but I was kid. like, I like that thing. See in
1: the in the, re- in the recent Guardians of the Galaxy issue as well. Didn't they run into some horsemen?
4: Probably, they're one of the throwaway characters in the in the Marvel universe. But you notice they're talking about the that stuff makes the Badoon more powerful. They're kind of. Pointing towards the future that brings about the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the real, the original Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. that are the derivative Guardians of the Galaxy,
3: the ones in the future, like
4: the ones in the future that inspired the ones in the past.
3: Yes, very. I'm telling you, some of Marvel's history, you really gets very oh. convoluted. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but yeah,
4: just. I mean, it's James Robinson. He's not known for books with longevity.
3: No, but they're usually...
4: He kind of gets brought in to do weird little things, and stuff either sticks around or it was a miniseries. So that's not a horrible bad thing. I'm just saying, him on the book is a sign that it doesn't have long.
3: Yeah, I I see this being more of a miniseries than an ongoing series. I'm sure you'll get your six issues out of it.
4: There's just not enough story. I just wish that they hadn't screwed up I, I oh.
3: wish that they had, if they were going to kill Namor, that that should have been the end of your arc, not the beginning of your arc.
4: Yeah, that was kind of like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Peace.
3: It's like they, they, you know.
4: Like, well, obviously now we have to have superheroes fight superheroes. The only difference is this time the good guys actually have a, a point of, hey, uh, you, you just kind
3: of destroyed ordering.
4: a country. <laughs>
3: Yeah, not it only It did
4: genocide.
3: Yeah, not only so. wiping out Namor, but all of the Atlanteans and yeah, they're they're bad guys. They're like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants here, you know. They're not
4: yeah. There's a uh, and you, you televised it for some reason.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I gave this book uh, three stars, you know. It was it was a book. It was fine. If you like James Robinson, if you like Squadron Supreme, you know. If you hate Namor, uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I I can't even. I two horsey faces. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> two horsey faces. It's a pretty know. deep cut in Marvel. <laughs> I give this two horsey faces I, down. That's
1: all I got. That's all. I, I got. think we should have like more customized ranking than. Yes, I I I'm, I'm with the two horsey faces. It just wasn't for me. I like the I mean, horses.
0: You, <laughs> yeah, that's how
4: we need to rank everything.
0: It's it's um it's a uh, chameleon is what. The specific horsey face dude. Ah, here. I remembered. It's chameleon. He thought he mentioned something else, and he's like, "Oh no, but that's not it," which I don't know why, but yes.
3: But you, uh, Christina, you had uh, you had an image book. I forest. sure did.
0: Uh, East of West, number twenty-three by Image Comics, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Nick Dragotta. So I, I think Matt, you're referencing. You have no idea what's going on. Because in it, East of West, yes,
4: no fucking clue. no.
0: It is this. This is not a good book to jump into, if you no have no but idea no. What's
4: going on. no 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 no. But the oh. last book was the fucking worst book to jump into.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: It was so good. I mean, it's, uh it was beautiful. i respect to look your at. opinion. <laughs> it was beautiful to look at. That
4: yeah. was probably one of the best books of the year. Yeah, it was pretty. It was.
0: It
4: was... Super... Oh, I wouldn't. Ever call a silent book the best book of the year? But that's
0: why you? it was so well done, because it was silent and uh, so silent,
4: silent, books. silent I hate silent that. books.
0: Well, <laughs> you you wrote it off the island on this one because the silent books I think are are what show how good an artist art, art, is. Artist, artist and storyteller, storyteller together. But
4: it doesn't show how good the comic is.
0: <laughs> mm, man,
3: yeah. I West well, 22. Obviously
0: doesn't. I mean I know we're, we're talking
3: about twenty three here, but twenty two yeah.
0: was phenomenal. Pretty, pretty spectacular. What I was trying to explain is this, this uh this is not a good book to jump into. It is very confusing and the whole I mean, this at least ties into the last book because sometimes they don't at all. Um we open to the president um discussing with the guy that he hired um the syndicate for to kill um Zelen. Um they're talking about their he's you know, he's failed. The the guy is basically saying, you know, we didn't count on the willingness of her subjects to sacrifice themselves for her. So that was kind of the piece that they all missed. And that's why it didn't all work out for them. Um, He he wants to try again. Uh, The president is like, kind of like, yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not going to use you anymore. We, uh, we're not, we're not going to use you. Um, We've already wiped basically all traces of this transaction, never kind of happening. Um, But we still have you um and so he dies they poison him because
1: they stopped and offered him a drink i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah.
3: that, I was
0: like, well, you that whole dead. bit of
3: dialogue to me just said sound was like such a like tense like quentin tarantino oh, yeah. bit of dialogue mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. to I, me
0: that was perfect I, I love that and his niece is basically just like yeah yeah i'm just i just poisoned you it's the tea but yeah. you're already dead so who cares <laughs> um so now basically tying up that story now we're moving on to the kingdom (laughs) so going from there to there so sorry matt even worse because i don't even know if you've ever seen any of these people before um the no so you don't understand
4: and i'm sorry to interrupt explaining the the book but this is the perfect thing because this actually made me want to know what the fuck is going on they are Yes.
0: So basically, what we see is the 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 prince of the kingdom, and it is called the kingdom. That is actually what their land is called. um, Is giving money to the union, which is the 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 white chick with the black eyes. Her name is Doma, and she works for like the 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 head honcho of the union, Um, and he is giving money to them, um, and by notes by his father and basically anybody else. He gets kind of caught um, by the vizier, and he he basically explains to her that, like, I, you know, I'm more than this. I'm more than this whole family, you know, this family, this kingdom, and everything like that. Um, by And you get, like, a flashback of my favorite, my, one of my favorite characters, because my favorite characters of the book are Death, the Crow, and Wolf. Which are the three that that is what you should go back and find out who they are, because those are very important characters to the story. Um, but he and and um, Wolf are brothers, uh, and so I don't think he actually tells her, but he kind of it. They go back; and it's a flashback, and he's kind of kind of explaining that you know this is I. He's my true brother, even though it's not by relation, um, and he wants he wants her to be his queen which i i don't really remember seeing this character ever before so this is a new a new thing um but he hands her a scroll which is where we leave off which is a great cliffhanger because i kind of that kind of school, scroll does kind of look familiar to me a little bit but i don't want to say anything if anyone else it did, didn't because i think it's so, a good a good a good stopping point i think
3: one of the most confusing ideas and complicated ideas from east of west they touch on in this issue which is the message um yeah do you want to give maybe a little expl? do you need an explanation of that matt or are you cool with just knowing it's a thing
4: i'm gonna go back and read the backstory so i'm cool with knowing it's a thing
3: it's a okay. thing it's a thing it's complicated mm-hmm.
4: it's so weird i'm still trying to figure out the world
0: yeah Oh, man, the
3: world
4: is so rich. So, is it in the future? Yes. Yes. Because it's a Western. Yes. In in the future, (laughs) and apparently the president is the president of the Confederacy. Kind of. And he looks like Custer, but in my head, he sounds like Samuel Clemens.
0: (laughs) And the kingdom is basically like New Orleans, which is weird. And the union Uh. is just, like, evil.
1: So, I go back and (laughs) forth with East and West, like... I couldn't really get into it, and then I'll get into it, and then I'll stop, and so I get really lost because I'll skip a lot. But then this is one of those ones where I was like, oh, I like it again. It's interesting because to me. It,
0: it relates back to some of the previous issues where we get like, because I, but seriously, my favorite grouping is like the wolf and the crow and all of that group, which is basically how the book actually starts is with just them. But then you keep going and building and building, and more characters and more characters and more. Basically like countries and factions.
3: I get like, the sense with East of West that there are books and books and books that he's written about oh, uh, Hickman the Hickman world. Book. Yeah. You know, that we are seeing the tip of an iceberg of an incredibly detailed world. You know, yeah. this is fully fleshed out and it's now
0: know, just starting to... world. I feel like this is now just starting to make sense. I think we are finally really getting to the path that is is what is going to happen at the end.
4: Apparently the, what's happening is the apocalypse.
0: Part well, of the message. Yeah, it's it's the message. They said it in the book. Not yeah,
4: the book. but they
3: didn't explain what the message is, though. Yeah. They just it said that he's, he's heard the message and that that has made him... Like set apart from everyone else.
0: Yes, they are the chosen um, like, above of ev- all of the chosen ones. They are the they belong basically they belong to a higher level of what all these factions are. Is what they kind of kind of are leading to.
3: Like most of the leaders have heard the message. Like the yeah. president has heard it. Um, I'm pretty sure that Chinese. Uh,
0: Dallin yeah.
3: has heard it you know
4: so but it's,
0: yeah it is it is very it is a western apocalyptic story that I'm has
4: futuristic.
0: yes yeah I can't just, wait till we get back to the robot kid or the kid with the balloon oh
3: I, with the virtual reality rig Ugh. oh I love that part <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't wait till we get back that's to that. the
3: part that, just like Carissa you were saying that you would kind of fall off of it and then get drawn back in Mm-hmm. Um that was the part that pulled me back in was this whole little wandering through the the woods. Because these books don't come out that often Mm-mm. and they're really they're complicated, you know. So if you go a few months without reading uh East of West and then you pick it up again, you're like, What's going on again? Yeah. You know, it's, so it's and it there's is, a lot of it, stories going on.
0: Yeah, it's a story that you really need to read like from beginning to end to really have it all tie in together because sometimes I have to go back and look like who belongs to what faction and who is what it is it is very very complicated but I enjoy I enjoy that I actually think that it they obviously have plotted out really what is going to happen and it's now just kind of fill, filling in the gaps at this point each issue is filling in the gaps I agree but yep. I like it I'll give it um four out of five balloon boys
3: <laughs> I gave it three stars
0: <laughs>
3: And then uh, I also had uh, I had a book uh, this week I had uh, Justice League number 47 uh, From DC Comics uh, Written by Jeff Johns Art by Jason uh, Fabuk I think that's how you say his last name uh, However you say his last name His art is spectacular um, This book looks amazing um, Like not only Is it pretty to look at um but when they compose fights and action um there's like a a total sense of like fluidity like when they're moving um their actual i don't want to say human beings but their actual like bodies moving through space and doing things they're not just like you know post panel from one panel to the next there's there's motion uh between the two and when they fight i feel like they're actually. Doing things in the fight. It's not just I throw a punch that you block. Like they're trying to do things in their their fight. So I, I appreciated that art. Yes. Yeah.
0: It is. It looks correct. Like their body movement looks correct, which I have to say yeah, is like not.
3: Like there's a scene where uh, Wonder Woman and Superman are fighting and she's basically like charging at him to mm-hmm. like fight him and doing all kinds of flips and, you know, and stuff. And it, it looks, it looks correct. Um, so this one, um, if you guys remember, uh, back in the Dark Side War, they they killed Dark Side, and then they all uh, became gods of whatever, um, like gods of strength, gods of knowledge, um,
1: and, and so on.
3: yeah, of of gods. Uh, yep. The uh, there there's some really good like I thought like character building scenes in here to give you kind of some insight into their characters like. Like, you've, it opens up, you've got, like, Batman, uh, basically, like, almost, like, meditating over the tanks where the Joker, uh, you know, fell into and became the Joker. Um, and he's got some interactions there with, like, Green Lantern, where Green Lantern's trying to convince him to get off of the chair, and he's, he's not having it. Um, and I just thought that was, it was really, I don't know why it chilled me so much to see him, like, in that place, just, you know, sitting there. Like that was, that was just disturbed me. Um, Like that's, that's a, you know, a deeply personal place to Batman, you know, and I know he's, you know, what he's trying to do there. Um, I just thought that was a really nice use of of a place for a character to be. Um, And then you've got a really good, like a fight between Superman and Wonder Woman, where Superman is the God of Strength. And I guess he's trying to figure out how strong Diana is. Um, but she's not really going to fight him. Um, and then she like puts her lasso around him and she's like trying to remind him of who mm-hmm. he is. And he keeps like saying like he's Superman. And then at the end he kind of like, not exactly breaks down, but he, like he tells the truth, which is I'm Clark Kent, you know? And I thought that was, that was really cool that Superman is unlike Batman. I believe that Superman is the, the false identity and Clark is the real identity. Whereas with Batman, I think it's the other way around that you know? Batman is the true identity and Bruce Wayne is the the fake one. Um, So I like that. Um, You have them, uh, like, plot-wise, like uh, the Anti-Monitor is back, so they are going to free the Crime Syndicate, um, which are, like, the basically parallel dimension versions of the Justice League that are super evil. Um, So that's the prison they're breaking into. Yeah, well... The uh, Their version of Wonder Woman, um, Super... I think it's Superwoman, I think it's called. Superwoman. Yeah. Creepy. She's that
0: evil, was
3: creepy. Creepy
0: and
4: evil.
3: Where she's so sitting in this there singing shitty
4: verse, by... the, the, <laughs> they call the New 52, is she still Lois Lane? I don't know. Okay. I
3: I don't know if she is or is not. Although,
4: yeah, I, I'm not sure. Because it's supposed to be that Superman... And, and here he's a Kryptonian, so... Who knows whether or not they actually followed what the CSA is supposed to be. Um, but she's supposed to be Lois Lane. He's supposed to be an astronaut that got lost out like around Jupiter or something like that. Um, it's the other Wayne child. Bruce died. Uh, what is his name? Thomas?
3: I thought Thomas Wayne was – that's Bruce Wayne's father. Is that, that
4: You're thinking Earth 2? Hmm. In the, the crime syndicate, it's not the father, it's supposed to be his other brother. Okay. And I think Bruce died instead of the parents. Okay. Well that's uh, what
3: happens in the the Earth Two one also, where that it's the Thomas Wayne's son dies and that is what, you know, drives him to, you know, take up the mantle of the bat. So I don't know what Bruce. the deal is with owl.
4: And then he died in the shittiest first issue ever. Uh, Bruce did, and then Thomas came in later, and then now it's Robin.
3: Hmm. But yeah, of, their version of Wonder Woman. I'm like, I don't know if that's Lois Lane or not. I do know that she is super, super creepy. Like anytime in a creepy, creepy. A story, and you see someone singing a nursery rhyme. You know they are really evil and twisted mm-hmm. and going to murder the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna stab your <laughs> eyes out. Yes. It's children's
1: nursery so
3: rhymes. It's <laughs> just uh... weird. Um so she's singing, uh, you know, Mom's gonna buy you a, a mocking bird to her child, but it's you know, I'm gonna steal you this, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. then
3: there's like this scene where yeah. uh she just like turns her heat vision on uh Big Barda and Miracle Man and just you know blasts them <laughs> with just such casualness and you know unconcern for you know their lives and what happens to them like right. the whole thing she's just creepy and and weird uh and i really really like it um and then you have the the last panel which is really really well drawn where uh i think it's a night owl um shows up he's like their version of Batman and he's basically telling them that they you know shouldn't be fighting anymore that they need to be cooperating so he's kind of like the evil Owl some man. reason I guess yeah
4: Night Owl is. uh, yep, uh
0: that's Watchmen
4: Watchmen mm-hmm. sorry
0: I was they look by that damn they do <laughs> I <laughs> would know? not know who that is
3: <laughs> yeah
0: that's confusing
3: I it is a little confusing um But I I really like this one. I mean, I think plot-wise, you're starting to see... And then you also have a really creepy thing with, uh, like, Grail doing her thing, which is dripping that, like, blood for part of some ritual or something. It's also really disturbing. Um, So, I mean, the whole book has a really creepy vibe to it. And I think you get really good characterizations with, you know, Batman and Superman. Like, all of them, you have, like, scenes of theirs that really illustrate their character to you i i really enjoyed justice league i don't know if anybody else read it or not
4: i read it I did um <laughs> i thought it was pretty good i agree <laughs> the fucking superwoman is creepy uh according to wikipedia that is lois lane okay um uh, i don't know how she got her evil powers but lois lane has been superwoman a couple times in and- even like pre-crisis um Justice League so
1: injection probably
4: something like that. Sorry. The what?
1: I was making a crude joke. I said by injection.
4: Sorry. Mm. Well, <laughs> no, she drank a potion. Mm-hmm. They they did a playoff of it in the All-Star Superman where he gives her the potion so she's one or Superwoman for the day. Mm. Um and then the, she was the Superwoman in the old uh CSA Um, so, it's standard for her to be that, um, and then, like, Superman's all, well, Ultraman is all weak, uh, and then she's apparently pregnant with the Anti-Monitor, but not the Anti-Monitor, it's, uh, Mobius, I guess he doesn't use his chair anymore or something. It's people who don't understand Kirby.
3: Well, all of Kirby's New god stuff is, is pretty confusing.
4: Yeah, they're not helping. <laughs> they're just like, we need to make this cool and edgy. And I'm like, well, okay.
3: I, I thought it was cool and edgy. It. I liked it.
4: <laughs> well, the good news is we can pretty much guess what the D- DC movies are going to be in about eight years.
3: You think it'll be sure. the crime syndicate or...
4: Still confusing uh, I, as well. No, I think it'll be something having to do with the uh, Apocalypse.
1: Probably.
3: Because they
4: keep fucking bringing it up.
3: Probably. There are two awesome DC movies coming out that I can't wait to see, so we'll,
4: we'll see. I can only think of one.
3: I can think of two. Batman nah, v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and uh, uh, Suicide Squad. I both, heard which, both which look pretty damn cool to me. But mm-hmm. I mean we'll see. You know, it's you can't judge anything by a trailer, good or bad. You know, you gotta actually see the
4: the film. I can judge it by the casting, the costuming, everything I've heard about the story. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I don't like the Suicide Squad. Okay,
1: my two senses, uh pretty artwork, uh Yay, super creepy lady and rest of it, mm, it's DC. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's actually yeah. one reason why I kind of chose the book was to kind of draw.
0: The tra- what was try to wean us onto DC. the scene. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah a little more DC but, for you guys.
4: There was, you know,
0: there was some good stuff yeah. in here. I, I, there was I really liked the the Superman and the Wonder Woman scenes were excellent. Everything else I was like eh. except for creepy creepy lady.
1: Yeah,
3: I uh, I gave it four stars. I I really enjoyed it.
1: I'll give it two capes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll give it two creepy lullabies.
4: <laughs> nice. I give it three and a half lassos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
4: art was really good. The story was solid. Uh, I mean, it's Jeff Johns, so it's gonna be a good book. Yeah. Uh, the art, uh, you're right. Jason Fabek does really good fucking art. He's shows a, a good understanding of dynamic anatomy. Um, and movement, uh, so the book itself was, was quality, uh, Superwoman's creepy, and I'm tired of Apocalypse, but the story, the book is good besides the story.
3: (laughs) So the characters moving through the story and their interactions are good, but you're not such a fan of plot. Correct. Uh, well, Carissa, you, you took us back to the Marvel universe for your Uh second book.
1: Of course I did. I actually chose Carnage number no. three by Marvel comics written by Jerry Conway and art by Mike Perkins. Okay. I admit I am not really a Carnage fan. I had not read issue one or two of this. I, as the, my fellow nerds know, I chose this because it had a werewolf in it. Simple as that. Um, given that, uh, um, I was confused. had no idea what was going on. Uh, they're in a mine somewhere in West Virginia it looked like. They're going after Carnage. They have one of the guys who has v- the venom and apparently there was a guy who was a werewolf in there. Okay, other than that, no clue what's going on. The werewolf had a snout. I was happy with that. The fight scenes with the werewolf fighting Carnage. Okay, it looked kind of cool. Other than that, wasn't really too impressed by the book. Um, so, yeah, I feel bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, he was a werewolf. He was cute. He had a snout.
0: <laughs> um, he is called Man Wolf.
4: Yeah. I mean, he's J. Jonah James.
1: That the son. dude bug me that he was called
4: Man Wolf.
0: He's like the astronaut, right? He's been
4: around for like thirty years.
1: I did like. It was like. It was like. I did like. That. That is true. Good point. I did like that. The hat where they talked about how they got the crystal off the moon and mm-hmm. it affected him, and that's why he's like that. I'm like, okay, I didn't. Like, I like. Because personally, I technically like him. A werewolf. Yeah, well, that's my point. I like when people take classic monsters and take a twist on the mythos. Mm. I, I kind of have a respect for that, and I kind of like that when people try to play with that idea. They don't always knock them out of the park. They don't always win. You know, we get sparkly vampires like Twilight. But I do like that it was a twist on that werewolf concept you know, tied in with the moon and the space. And, you know, it that kind of comic twist, I do like that. Yeah, I'm very picky, but I didn't notice if it had a tail or not, because I, ha- I kind of have werewolf criteria, as I know Ryan knows, from listening to some of my werewolf rants you need,
3: you need the backward legs, you need a snout, and you need a little tail.
1: Exactly. See, he knows. He heard the ramp. I know.
3: Of- I've, 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 known, we, I've you you known you for 20 years. I, I know your werewolf taste. <laughs> so. You've told me extensively about it. <laughs>
0: I know.
4: Manwolf does not have a tail. Ah, oh, man.
0: He's got pants on though. You can't tell.
4: Uh I can look back at previous pictures of Manwolf and tell that he does not have oh. a tail.
3: okay, so there's a there's a panel mm-hmm. where he's fighting uh carnage and there's a shot of uh, wolf ass, basically, and mm-hmm. there is no tail in those pants. Okay. Wolf, <laughs> ass.
0: Wolf, wolf ass. Wolf ass. <laughs> still...
3: There is there was a part in the fight that I kinda liked. Um like, I didn't like the book that much, but there's a part where he's fighting the, like, werewolf thing, and he's like, oh, that glowing gem on you. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I know it's
0: important because yeah. I've watched before. It's <laughs> like those, like
1: those <laughs> memories that say, my video games have prepared me for this. It's like, it's glowing. It must be important.
3: So, I mean, overall, I don't know. The book was just kind of fell a little flat for me.
1: Um, yeah, I agree.
4: I? I think it would be better if it didn't have Carnage or Eddie Brock and it was just like Man-Wolf Wolf versus Jack Russell.
3: I'd read for... I I mean that. For a werewolf. It's a werewolf. Something.
4: Have you been reading? Well, hmm. I was going to say. Have I you been reading... fucking hate Carnage. I heard
3: that
0: again and
4: again.
3: I'm... I cannot. I'm not that familiar with Carnage. Oh, oh,
4: oh with Rain Sinclair. It's
3: uh, a ripoff, like a, a Venom ripoff. Uh, basically. So I've kind of avoided it um, for a long time. So I don't think this is going to pull me back into, or for the first time into Carnage. There wasn't anything that I really was terribly impressed by. So I gave it a two and a half stars.
4: It was everything I expected it to be.
3: It was it was a book I didn't really like that didn't have any serious flaws other than I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the art wasn't fucked up, the story was coherent, you know. Like I could yeah. understand it It was, was, it was yeah, past, okay.
4: you know. I mean, it, was it wasn't super. No. But it was not it was not I like give the moron, I
1: give it three the loop galoo howls.
3: <laughs> I'm really liking here <laughs> review system.
1: I just, you know, yeah, like I say I don't really have. I'm not invested in Carnage. I really, you know, it was a personal thing for me. I just wanted to read about werewolves.
3: Well, we have more, uh, more occult from from Matt.
4: Yes, occult. We have Black Magic Number Three by Image Comics, written by Greg Rucka and art by Nicholas Scott. This oh, we unfortunately skipped Number Two, so, and I didn't read it either. So I, I have to infer what happened. I did.
1: Uh, Which I read like number two?
4: two. I read number Which two. So what happened in number two? Because uh, from what it seems like, uh, she's being investigated by internal affairs after the dude set himself on fire. Uh, and I, what I liked about this, so the the book starts out with um, basically them them saying, it's kind of summing up what, what kind of I'm guessing happened in two um, is that you know? So yeah, she I mean, went you down. Seem and to have she's being investigated. 80 of what
3: happened in two, basically, she's being investigated by internal affairs, and there's a piece of evidence that she wants to get back—that lighter that they talk about in this. Um, yep. and that lighter has like the symbol for like a group of like witch hunters. That's, but the witch hunters don't use magic. So I mean, they, in three, they talk about a lot of things that happened in issue two. So. Issue 2 was good, definitely worth reading, uh, but I think you can read 3 without
4: yeah. having necessarily and, uh, read 2. I did guess, like, halfway through this thing, before they even got to it, that they were working on a, a Hand of Glory. I'm like, wait, they need the left hand of a criminal man? They talked mm. about that in
3: Issue 2. Like, she's like, oh god, that hand they is They talked missing. about it in 2? Yeah.
4: Did they mention the Hand of Glory in 2?
3: Well, the two witches that are talking about it, they never mention it, because by name... But they're talking about it. It was like if you took the, I guess, the Wikipedia head, like, the the name of the article you were reading off, and we're just talking about the thing. You know, like, like they don't have to reference the Hand of Glory because they both know that's what they're talking about. But they both immediately recognize that the murderer whose hand is cut off and, like, all that, that's what—that's what's going on. Yeah.
4: But it was very good. Uh, I mean... Sad thing is, I'm going to give this book probably a 3.5 because it, it's a great, it's a good book, right? Black Magic as itself. And this is yet another standard issue in Black Magic. And the reason I give it a 3.5 is because it's slightly better than some other stuff, but nothing really stands out in this series. It's think... a solid series, but it's not going to be one of those books for all time.
3: No, but I think I think Nicola Scott's art is just amazing.
4: Art is mm-hmm. I will agree. The like art when is fantastic. I look at
3: her hair in this these issues, I'm just I'm blown away by it every time.
4: And the old black magic has you in its spell.
3: Yeah. yeah, and I I really love the like the cliche or I guess it's not a cliche, but their use of color whenever they perform magic in the black and white book.
1: That's what I was trying I really to say. Love. Yeah, I, I really. It's very subtle also, you know, in in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah, I was thinking about that, that they like if this if this was like Mage the Ascension, if we're going to reference like a role playing game, you know, mm all all of their stuff is coincidental magic. None of it is vulgar magic. Like they're not throwing fireballs and flying through the air and summoning dragons. They're, you know, they're doing very subtle things.
4: It's, It's realistic magic.
3: Yeah, I really liked it. Like, I, I feel these people—they know what they're writing about. You know, they've—they've they've done their research. You know, mm. to present a, a
4: convincing world.
3: I mean, I—I I liked Black Magic. I—I I gave it four stars. I really liked it. I so like it. it.
4: Was... You're—I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not. You don't think like John the Constantine
3: along forward
4: or? It's just no. It's just not something that's going to be. I like like this years more. from now, one of those legendary cool books.
1: It's, just, it's, it's, like it's a standout. solid book. I, I you know I what? I'm like it's not like a standout. Like it
4: doesn't really, it doesn't. Start. It doesn't stand. It stands on its own two feet, but it does not it's rise above. A breakaway hit.
0: Yeah. As far as like I, if you like image, it's not like a saga. Like it's not right. like. It's not one of the ones... It's not a Wicked and Divine. It's not one... And maybe it's just not there yet.
4: It could be. It, it, I I doubt it. It's gonna... I think, honestly, it's it's a cult book. Uh, ironically mm-hmm. enough. Zing.
1: I'm gonna say a slow burn, but, you know... Again, also. Well,
4: I mean, with... If I had to compare it... That's not to saying you, it's bad at all.
3: Right. Like, if, if you right. took, like, the older runs of, like... Hellblazer, yes, those are better. But I mean, those are, like you're saying, like timeless books for the ages. But if you compare this Black Magic to the current Hellblazer, this Black Magic is far better. Well,
4: book. that's not fair.
3: Well, I mean,
4: but, well, if we current... compare
3: apples to apples, let's compare current occult books to current occult books.
4: That's not a current occult yeah. book. That's a current DC book.
3: I would, uh, well, I mean, they, they deal with the occult and it's, you know, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not trying to, to diss Constantine. Um, I'm just saying Black Magic. I no, think but Okay, so my thing is
4: books. Classic Constantine was published by Vertigo, which is true. It's an imprint of DC, but it's a separate thing. Right? True. The current book is a DC book. It is not a Vertigo book. Even though Vertigo is still around, it is a DC book. True. And it is sticking to DC rules. And therefore it has to cut back on some stuff, which is why the current Constantine book is not it doesn't even live up to the old Constantine Hellblazer book. Right?
3: Yeah, I guess, I suppose.
4: This this lives but up for to whatever reason some reasons, of the classic stuff like a Linsner character. book or Poison Elves. But those books were never. <sighs> they weren't a Promethea or they they didn't well that that's not really a fair uh c- comparison because Promethea was a fucking Alan Moore book. Um It's just it's one of those books that you're like, oh you need to read this book But not one of those books that everybody's gonna be talking about nor will we see a movie. I don't
3: know if a movie well, is the well, merchandise of quality, yeah. but
4: I Aero mean, merchandise I, a statue or anything like that. It, it's if good. I had it's solid. Friends, it's just which not
3: translates to a, all of my friends who are interested in comic books and the occult. Then I would give them this book to read and tell them that it's amazing and they would love
4: it. So I, I, I'll say it's I, really good. I wouldn't say it's amazing, and I am one of those friends who is into the occult. So all
3: right, I, I stand. And I will by
4: point it. out that I put it on the list in the first place.
3: Well, I didn't put it on the list because you did. <laughs> So yeah. you can't double put it on the list, right? <laughs> so I, I stand by my four stars, solid. With platinum. I'm
4: not saying it's not four stars from you. <laughs> I'm just saying your four stars, in, in if we take it to the exchange, is my three and a half stars.
3: Okay. I'll, well, I'll take that.
4: Stars I'll with see. circles around them.
0: <laughs> uh, More like pentagrams, maybe.
4: Yes. I give it three and a half pentagrams. Three lighters.
0: <laughs> Three
4: lighters. (laughs) I give this three and a half hands of glory.
0: That just sounds like something else. I don't even want to say. Hand of glory? (laughs) Yeah, sounds totally like something
4: else. No. (laughs) And just like something else,
0: uh, Christina, you had another book. And now for something completely different. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Howard the Duck number three, Marvel Comics, written written by Chip Zadarcy, art by Joe Canonis and Joe Rivera. Um, So we left uh the last book of howard which i also had picked um with uh two two new characters uh shacket and linda and they had um met basically they're finding they need to find howard um they are back to present time i do have to say the one thing that i thought was really cute which is at the very beginning of the book that kind of does correlate to the entire story is um howard as the silver surfer which i thought was very cute which i guess is a nod isn't it some sort of anniversary for the silver surfer isn't there some sort of like 75 years 60 years something like that something i'm just gonna say that it's something i don't don't remember i
4: spent the entire book waiting for something to turn him into the silver surfer
0: i know i think it was just kind of a a nod to i was like wait I know.
4: The, the, this book confused the fuck out of me.
1: Which is weird because he makes he <laughs> made little comments uh, about other issues throughout the whole book.
0: But they always do that. I know. That's, that's their that's their their deal.
4: I um, love that. This year, the Silver Surfer is fifty years old. Thank
0: you. I knew there was it was an anniversary.
4: It's March though. Oh. But mm-hmm. the way that they do that, I don't know if March's was actually January's. Yeah. Cause they always put it off by a couple months, but yeah. I can't remember which direction, yeah,
0: so anyway, anyway like January's books or Februarys or whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so basically what what the whole the whole story is is that we find out that Howard has bonded Whoa. with the oh boy nexus of all realities <laughs> i haven't. I have an intruder intruder alert <laughs> warning 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 um. So we find out that he basically has a power, dimensional powers. At this point, he can open portals up and send people anywhere, which is hilarious. Because at first, he thinks he sends the the wizard in, into himself, which like, is hilarious. Yeah. So like, "I have a little man in me." <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. That was funny. <laughs> I have a little man in me, giving him out. Um, <laughs> so I love that part. Uh so would they? what they come to find out is, you know, he has, he has the powers to, to do all this. Um, and I love the, the describing of, you know, uh, Linda gives to what shock it and Linda are that they're like the gender, gender alter clones of the collectors and they escape from the collector. And I love it. Tara's like, wait a second. Hold on. Okay. I had to process that.
3: I like, I yeah, like that where She's just, you know, telling like, them
0: to wait. Yeah. She's like, hold Hold it. Hold it. Okay. Good. I'm good. I'm good now. We got we got this. Um so Howard basically comes to to you know the understanding is like I I have to, I have to go help. I have to help free all of these this people that the collector have. This is what he's doing. No bueno. Um yeah. so what he agrees what to what, go what with things. them. Hmm.
3: What kind of duck would I be if I didn't? Yeah. Exactly. That yeah, was
0: that a was very, awesome. very cute line. I I like that. I good good on chip for for getting some good 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 onions. Um, so they they take their their ship and they're going back to the collector, um, and they get intercepted by a new guy. And I lo- I love it because we have the wizard. Now we have the stranger. Who... I like
3: how his name is in the
0: font. <laughs> yes, yeah, the stranger.
4: That that is him though. That is straight up how the stranger is. He's just just out. weird and uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I am the stranger.
4: And he wears that outfit. I mean, it's supposed. There's not supposed to be any legs.
0: He's not supposed to have legs.
4: The the pants. Oh. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a loincloth. Oh. Like he's that weird guy the, who lives alone
0: that makes you uncomfortable yes
2: <laughs>
4: that well, makes you, you just with, with oh, a weird mustache. like handlebar mustache yes <laughs> and they like he's like an old hipster who doesn't wear pants and he just walks around in like a loincloth, a loincloth. <laughs> and he just shows up and makes you feel weird about yourself
0: yeah they, they always they has have that of showing us that yeah he is yes. he's a little yeah. strange, he's like and he wants to make he want. he has Howard and now he wants to have him make his own um uh like planet so universe. or universe mission. yeah, yeah. <laughs> creepy, creepy
4: <laughs> like, really <I'm> like, um, <laughs> oh my okay. um yeah you
0: can't uh,
3: just have Howard make it he has to take him with him. So nobody yeah. else can like follow him, basically. Yeah, that's
4: creepy. So those pesky heroes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: weird. Those so kids won't be able to foil his evil
1: scheme. I could have used more shock it.
3: More, oh yes. There were. Well, there was. A, I love that, the, it end. the end. Uh-huh. Shock uh-huh. end. and yeah.
0: Rocket meeting. There as ain't as nobody
4: well. like me, sep-
0: except for me. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and then they're yeah they're pointing those guns at each other. I just Albert- I love that. Was, I just the
4: look on both of their faces. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're like, what but, the? I'm
4: like, yes, the guardians. Like, <laughs> it's
0: like angry surprised <laughs> out of yeah. both of them.
3: There's a there's a kind of a parallel scene uh, earlier with uh, Linda and Howard where they both get startled. Um, mm-hmm. And they both, so, like the panels are the thing that startles them and they both make mm-hmm. that wah
0: noise, yeah.
3: you know? Like I like I like the fact that they're clones, so they yeah. react very similar to things.
0: Similar emotions, yeah, similar like I'm gonna shoot you as my fr- I'm gonna shoot first and ask que- ask questions later is from the Shock It and rocket, yeah duo. Yep. Definitely.
1: So I'm looking for the next issue.
0: <laughs> I, I as well. I will I will give it.
3: I didn't think for, I would be so interested in a Howard the Duck <laughs> comic, but yeah. I'm
4: right.
0: I will give but, it 4 makes you out of feel 5 dirty. Duck Wax.
4: But I do
1: enjoy Chip's writing, so I'm not that surprised.
0: I do too.
4: The book is so fun. Yeah, it is. It's everything yeah. I hoped for in Howard the Duck book.
0: It's yes. silly, it's crazy, it's weird, it's nonsensical, but it also does make a lot of sense because it's Howard. I, I give I it...
1: Like. 4 and a quarter pink hair.
3: <laughs> I gave it uh, three uh, 3 stars. Uh, I really liked it. I just – like kind of like you, Matt. Like I was really confused by the thing with the Silver Surfer. I was like, okay, well, there's going to be a Silver Surfer well, transformation.
4: In the, in the cold opening. Yeah. Mm. I'm just like, wait. Wait. Why are we in the middle of a swamp? Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> What Tim the fuck happened?
3: becoming a really good writer, though. He
4: it is. It's, and it's a really fun book. in Howard, I, I don't know about you guys, but I read Howard the Dark Books back in the day. This is always how it is, and they made references to like that Doctor Weird. Mm-hmm. That's a Howard the Duck character.
0: Yeah, they go right? back. They go back to.
4: I think he's references. the dude with the bell on his head, mm. and I ain't fucking kidding about that. <laughs> There's a dude with a bell on his head. It's just Howard the Duck is just so out there. Uh
0: but it totally it's like it's totally relatable for whatever reason. Like I totally could read all of this. Like even though we like, don't know. Des- all right.
3: Despite all of its zaniness, it oh no, has- I'm wrong,
0: that's Dr. Bong.
3: Like Dr. an Dr. emotional
0: Bong? truth to the book. Yes. Yeah.
4: It does. There's and especially with the addition of the of the ladies. Yeah, yeah the ladies.
0: Heart, definitely heart in the in these books. Yep.
3: Speaking of uh, some heart here, I have. Not,
0: not uh, quite yet. Not wait, quite yet. Not we're skip- yet but, okay. We skip into. I have, have rocket-related
4: comments. Gwenpool. Oh. Uh oh. Uh, can we not? I skipped that. I talk did. about Gwenpool.
0: No, it was please.
4: fine. I fucking hate that.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> anyway, so I was listening to Batman and Batman this morning,
0: mm-hmm.
4: as I, right. as I want to do, and they were talking about the rumors of Kurt Russell. Yes. Uh, In the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes. Uh uh, Being uh, Star-Lord's dad, right? right?
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yes. So the very first thing I think of is U.S. Archer. Not
1: familiar.
4: The Trucker Marvel character. Huh. Oh. Because Jack Burton. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Huh. I just had to bring that up. You're like, I have a thought. All right. (laughs) Tangent. I'm like, oh, oh,
4: oh, i got to bring this up tonight.
0: <laughs> I need to catch so, up on that.
4: Uh, back to the podcast. <laughs> back to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, that is still relevant. It's comics, and we were talking about the, the stuff and the things. And there's and the Guardians, Guardians at the end of the book. And
0: the Rockets. Yes.
3: I had uh, another book by, by Marvel, um, Captain America White, number five. Uh, written by Jeff Loeb, art by Tim Sale. Um, I love this book and this issue. Um, I have all of the, uh, you know, Loeb and Sale uh, books like this. Like I have, I have Spider-Man Blue. I've got Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray. I've got like the hardcovers. I can see him right now sitting on my shelf. I love these books. Um,
4: this Yellow and Loeb and Sale book. This...
3: Daredevil Yellow, yeah. Hmm. I'm 99% sure. I that could get up and look movie. at it right now, but I, I'm tethered. That would up. They would quite moving. I'm tethered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I really love the, I think the art for this book is perfect for the time period uh, that it's in. Um, I think there's really cool parts, um, like probably one of my favorite panels in a while And it's just viscerally satisfying where Cap kind of launches himself uh, from a motorcycle onto a Zeppelin where the Red Skull is and just punches him in the face. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that made me so happy (laughs) on a a deep level. Um, And just that panel itself, like the composition of that panel is really, really great. Um,
4: It is really good. And Cap's thoughts were fantastic.
3: Yeah, there's so many. I just
4: want to crush his skull.
3: Yeah, we was like, we we're talking about, like, I wanted to kill him with that punch, you know? Yep. There's but I didn't. So, there's so many lines in here that, like, make me think of, like, they should be delivered by, like, Clint Eastwood, you know? Which is not what normally the push I associate with Captain America, but there's, uh, you know, should there's be. so many cool, cool lines. He could
4: play current Captain America now. That's
3: true. He could play old man Cap.
4: Yeah. Um, huh. <laughs> oh the
1: whole world has been open.
4: <laughs> you kids. Get off my Now I'm
1: just pitching be Tarino, awesome. but in the cap outfit.
3: Yes. So oh. if they ever have no, to no just, it's gotta it's be in, in the Agent Rogers outfit. Yeah. yeah. Go away. You know, you need you need that's what you need. <laughs> Marvel, you can take that casting and go to the bank with it. Um but that <laughs> yep. that panel where they punch him, like just like the composition, like, each third of the page, you know, is is composed basically how it should be. And you've got his, like, his fist going up and down uh, in the panel. Just, like, from, just from a composition point of view, I thought that was just a really, really strong panel.
4: Yeah, the um, book is very strong composition-wise.
3: Yeah. And I think that the tone... Like, this book is not occurring in a random place. This is at a specific place and time, and the book it, it you reinforces that time period. Um, like you've got the uh, stuff with uh, where Captain America, you know, Bucky's been kind of like teasing him, or not teasing him really, asking him the whole time, like basically are you a virgin? But they don't say virgin because it's the 1940s, you know. So
4: Did Gaston you ever kiss a girl, Cap?
3: Kissed yeah. the girl before, you know. So then there's like the moment where Cap finally goes to kiss the girl, And, like, his reference is uh, Gone with the Wind, you know, that he thinks about how, um, is it, Rhett Butler kisses Scarlett O'Hara, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And if, like, if, at least for me with, like, my grandparents, like, that was the movie for their generation. That's their Star Wars, that's what they view. Like, when I view that movie, it's super creepy to me, (laughs) the way he just, like, grabs her and carries her up the stairs, you know? But for that time, that is romance, you know, so when he's trying to get his cues for what to do, I I appreciate that that's what he, what he goes to reference. Um, This whole book is about loss and death and, and regret, you know, that this is Cap looking back on his failure to, to Bucky, um, that he failed him, Bucky died, he lived, um, and kind of the, the regret that Cap carries with him from this. And I think so also It's obviously
4: he, an older placed book.
3: Yeah, this is him I'm guessing when he comes out of the ice. You know. So this is probably this book is probably set in like the late 60s talking about what happened you know 20 years ago.
4: Yeah. Because he's up- get him and Nick.
3: Yeah. Well, that's another, there's, so there were two other, I mean, besides the great Captain America, Clint Eastwood characterizations that you get in here, you get uh, Bucky, um, basically as a child, like they do a really good job uh, making him not just a little adult, you know, he's, he's like the child sidekick, and like all the best ways that those sidekicks are what they're supposed to do, you know, that they're supposed to be like the heroes like innocence and like motivation when they're in danger, and that plucky, you know, go get him attitude. Um, I thought they did that really well. And then you've got Nick Fury with both eyes. He hasn't lost his eye yet being a total dick (laughs) to Captain America. But in the end they kind of have this like grudging respect for each other, you know, it's like Fury's figured out his secret identity, which not that hard to figure out in all honesty, you know, Mm -hmm. but he's, you know, going to keep his secret for him. He's not going to reveal it. Um, so I looked at that. Like, if you guys had been reading the previous um, four issues before this, uh, Cap had landed with the Howling Commandos um, on a beach in France, um, and has been going with them through France to get here. So they've been, you know, they've been together for a lot of these issues. Um, so at the end, and Nick Fury and Captain America do not like each other at all um, in those other issues, and finally they kind of come to respect each other. Um, but I. I really, really like this book. Um, When this comes out as the hardcover that you can buy, I'm buying it and putting it right on my shelf with the other ones. Um, The art is amazing. The writing is great. Um, I really – I very much enjoyed this book. What did you guys think?
4: Not a fan of Tim Sale's art. His composition is fantastic though. I just – that's not my style. The writing was awesome. It's a classic cat book. Gives us a nice peek into his history, which I appreciate. Uh the book was the art was correct for the story. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just don't like that style. Uh but I'd give it four shields. <laughs> ah, he I did gave my three and a half.
1: So it, yeah, it felt like a classic Captain America book I mean, I've, every time I read Captain America I always tend to think of you, Ryan You're the one who actually got me to try it out For the first time And so, yeah, I mean, I think I have to agree with Matt Like, I appreciate the background story And everything like that It just, yeah, it just felt like Just another installment Like, nothing really stood out as, like Super unique or individual It just kind of felt like what it was <laughs> I don't know how if I'm wording that right But I was just like, okay, there's like another day in the life of Captain America.
0: <laughs> I, I liked the class. I like the classic look to it. I like the old style, actually. I actually like the art. Um I like the story too. I and I think this is something that might be kind of fun for people just starting to learn about Captain America, like seeing some of the backstories and stuff like that. I I thought it was I liked it. That was really fun. I give it um three and a half uh captains punching Hitler.
4: Actually,
1: I think <laughs> yeah, nice, but, yeah. On that note, with what Christina said, I think if people who have, are just getting into like certain characters, especially from the movie, um, from the movies, I think these com- this comic is really good for new Captain America fans who are only coming in from that because it definitely starts it gives that a lot of that background and that flavor.
3: I think from the, the movies, if you like. That scene in Age of Ultron, where Captain America's having his birthday party, and he invites all his friends who are all old World War II war veterans to hang out with him. If you liked that scene, you will like this
0: cool. yeah, and
3: this is a look back to his World War yeah. II roots and that just sense of decency and honor and and goodness you know that's not ironic or dark anti hero like you know this this is a hero um and i I just I love this but it's a hero who's had lost. It's going to haunt him for a very long time, which I think also, I mean, this book has been supposed to come out for almost like 10 years. Like it's been delayed and delayed and moved along. But if you want to know why when Bucky comes back, Captain America is willing to defend him at all costs. This is why. So if you want to set up for the movie for, um, civil war, this book will help you understand the relationship between Cap and Bucky really well. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You
4: know. Oh yeah, this is definitely earlier, because this is before he got the Cosmic Cube.
3: Before the Skull did? Yeah.
4: Well, before the Skull got it, and then before Cap got it from the Skull, and wished that Bucky get brought back and cause the Winter Soldier to happen
3: yeah I think this is very much him coming out of the ice because, like Nick Fury takes him to their grave, basically to show it to him,
4: yeah, and then he destroys his statue,
3: yeah, yeah, mm. which I think is probably that was I've been thinking about that last scene for for a while, chewing it over, you know, um and I think that he does just, just doesn't think he, he he well obviously he's not dead, so he doesn't need a statue, but I also think he doesn't believe that he deserves one. I, I enjoyed
0: it. All right. Well, help me, Carissa. You're my only hope.
1: Ah, excellent. Ah, uh,
0: well
4: played. <laughs>
1: Chewbacca, number five, Marvel Comics, written by Jerry Duggan, uh, Duggan, and art by Phil Noto. Um, so this is, I think, this is the final installment, I believe, right? Everyone? Yep. Yep. Of the Chewbacca series. Um, um. So I, I'm not gonna really like give a synopsis. Really, it's mostly them foiling the plans. You know, they got captured and all that. All the George. If you kept up with it, I want to talk. I'm just gonna make a few points. Um, I really love the play that Zara did. Um, the trick with when they got captured, when they they had their ship and they're coming out. She did a, the twist around to try to frame the other guy. And that just to me just seems like a typical like adventuring party maneuver kind of like I've tried to pull something like that off before in the past No, really it was him when it was really your plot all along and I'm like I really like that
3: Very much in keeping with the tone of like the smugglers, you know Yes Of like they're fast talking like no everything's fine, you know, we're using the fake codes or Yeah All of that
1: So I really like that And um and then, it, you know, it explodes. And, go. and then, you know, where everyone I know has already been out a bit already on the internet, they were talking about, it finally tells you what happened with Chewbacca's medal from A New Hope. And you get to see a little glimpse of it. And they actually drew it so it's accurate and it matches. And I thought that was really cute and great. And I still just love the fact that the comment that the girl doesn't really understand Chewbacca. She's just making up what she thinks he's saying the whole time. Yeah. I really like that. And it's pretty funny. So yeah, I, when, I like the... this is so, not I mean, my out of the star wars series the chewbacca one has not been my favorite but i still enjoy it it's just not up there as like vader what is for me
3: no i agree this one's not like a, a vader or even the regular star wars book um and i think probably of like the spinoff character ones i actually think i like lando more but this issue has two extremely satisfying uh moments for me they that, that go back to the originals you know like that scene you're talking about where you find out that you know basically the rebellion are a bunch of space racists that they did give you know chewbacca a medal but it's gonna make him you know it's not gonna clash with clashes with his style so he didn't wear it yeah um i like that and i like that he gave it away to the kid you know i thought that was that was really cool um yeah and then, I don't know, so at the end, where Chewbacca goes back to um, his home planet, um, and you basically see his family, like, I don't know if you've seen the holiday special or not.
1: I know uh, They said holiday specials canons. That's why I was like, when I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, they did that. Yeah. Wow. It's a thing.
3: Yeah. So that little, that little Wookiee, kind of like the white Wookiee, um, mm-hmm. that's Chewbacca's son. So when you see what he's given up to go and fight in the Rebellion, you know, that to me was, you know, very satisfying, you know. And then that shot yeah. of the fight like, to Falcon, like, behind him. Oh, uh, I really awesome. like that
1: panel, yeah.
4: Yeah, that, that's a that's, poster-worthy piece of stuff it,
0: right it there. It definitely is. It definitely yeah. is. It got me a little verklempt, I'm not going to lie. Yep, <laughs>
3: yep. It actually... I uh, a topic. I mean, I've yep. seen... You know the the for a long time the holiday special was super hard to find, and then it seems like recently it's
0: everywhere. It's everywhere. Now, it's everywhere. Um, it's I posted
1: a link to it off on YouTube right before Christmas.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all over. My my coworker, I actually this was one of the first comics I showed him because I was I was telling him about the artist, and I was like, oh, you got to see this because you love Chewbacca, and he, I actually just I opened it to the last panel, which was probably not wise, and he's like. Do they talk about the Star he said, do they talk about the Star Wars Christmas special? I was like, Oh. Yeah, I guess they do, don't they? Well, he was like, I, holy crap.
1: <laughs> I think Lucas spent so much time trying to bury it and Disney's like, let it go. You know, yep. put it in there. We, we I think that Disney embraced it as like now you're fighting. Like, nope, they have everything that they cut, they kept that.
3: Yeah. Still better than the prequels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think uh, maybe not, you know, I think maybe Revenge uh, of the Sith might edge out the most special, but, you know.
1: I actually like the nice. Camino aliens from number two. <laughs> oh.
0: Go ahead. From the clones, the clone, the guys on Camino. Yeah, was, yeah. 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 They were all right. lost what? We are referring to the prequels, the, uh, the clones one. Where they go to the planet and he finds all the clones.
4: Right, why are we talking about them?
0: Because I'm she says uh, she likes the aliens. Because...
1: I like kinda the aliens look in that one from the
4: Oh you, the Kaminoans? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why?
1: No, well, they're weird and lanky and tall.
4: They're greys. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, really. much. Pretty
3: much. But I mean just this, this one, like I said, not uh not my favorite of the Star Wars books. Still pretty awesome. And has some really, really satisfying moments that mm-hmm. take two moments from the originals. Well, I guess the specials.
4: They not. canonized. Uh, yeah. Yep.
3: They canonized. They canonized
4: the, the medallion. So, it canonized the holiday special. Yep.
3: Yeah. So I guess Life Day, Wookiee Life Day is a thing now in the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe, yep. you know. Which, I mean, is kind of cool to have something that's not the Force, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it is probably actually the Force, but they don't call it that. Like those those witches in the swamp. I can't remember what they're like. That's another you know mystical thing in the Star Wars. On universe. Dathomir. Yeah, the Force Way or whatever. I uh, want to call them Force Witches, but I don't think Dark Sisters. Yes,
1: well, Sith Witch is a thing, isn't it?
3: Yeah. So it's it's nice to see. Uh, the, I think this shows how skillful like Disney is with their Star Wars stuff. If they, the Night Sisters. You no, know, the horrible crap <laughs> that there's been there before. <laughs> <laughs> and and redeem it, you know. So it was it was good. I think I gave it. What did I give it? Three, three and a half, three and a half uh, stars for me. Star
4: Wars four.
0: I'll give it uh, four uh, Wookie roars. Um. Yeah.
4: Oi. Oh, Thank you,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chris. what would you give it?
1: I'm giving it four. Uh... Blaster crossbow.
3: There we <laughs> go. Uh, there we go. That's the that's one. The- that's the stuff. <laughs> All right, Chewie.
4: Damn, <laughs> moose She said four. Yeah. That's true.
1: So I'm trying to use that as as more as possible. Moose, Moose m- is the new Nerf herder.
0: Yep, still Nerf her is better. You <laughs> know that just means a
4: farmer. <laughs> Have you looked up what a Nerf is? It's a sneaky cow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's swear words in Star Wars. So, I
4: well, yeah. mean, when you think of Moose Milkers, that
1: basically oh, this the dairy. Also, yeah. it means you stink.
3: <laughs> so. I All right. That was everything
1: yep. our... So, those were the books we read this week. To check out our weekly pull list and other nerd shenanigans, go check out fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page, Four Color Nerds. We also put up a video on YouTube for the pick of the week on our YouTube channel. Again, Four Color <laughs> 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 Nerds. Pod- <laughs> yes. You can find the podcast on iTunes,
0: on Stitcher. On SoundCloud. And on
3: Podcast Addict.
1: Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep reading, nerds.